Hello and welcome to the podcast, Where Did the Rabbit Go? In this weekly podcast, we celebrate curiosity, critical thinking and evidence-based skepticism. I'm your host, Marco, and this is show 42 for Thursday, November 12, 2020. It has finally arrived, episode 42, the answer to life, the universe and everything. But... We are not going to do a literature review of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy on this episode. Instead, I'm bringing you another interview. It has been a while since I had members from the co-op family on the show, from the circle of outstanding podcasts. So, after Angelica on episode 31 and Michelle on episode 36, today I'm bringing you Jill, who currently studies media psychology. And this was an excellent opportunity to pick her brain about all the pitfalls of social media and how we could actually create healthy habits to take advantage of the good features that social media brings without risking an addiction to social media or falling into misinformation traps. We recorded this conversation on a Friday afternoon and we were transmitting on Instagram Live. Looking back, this might not have been the best idea. The internet connection was very glitchy for the whole week and we got interrupted several times. So I do need to apologize for that. At times, the connection was just lost. And as good podcasters, of course, we both just kept talking at our end. The good news is that we each recorded our side of the conversation and I was able to put the pieces together. There is really just one little bit that got lost. In the middle, around minute 25, when I talk about the hashtag fake news, Jill's answer got lost in the limbo. But what she mainly stated was that it is a good idea to unfollow those contents, like hashtags, that just trigger bad emotional responses in you. I do apologize for the disconnect that you might sense between what I say and her supposed response, due to that little gap in the recording. Anyway, this was a very entertaining and eye-opening conversation. I hope you fine rabbit listeners will take away some good tips for your own social media habits. Let us jump into this rabbit hole of social media. So I'm with Jill. Jill from Long Island, New York. Yes, I'm Welcome from Long Island. Welcome to the podcast. Okay, Jill, why don't we start with presenting, introducing you. Uh, who are you? What exactly is it that you do? Okay, so I am a television and radio producer. Um, I usually try to work with unscripted television. That's like my forte. And then I also... I'm getting a master's currently in media psychology to help out and be more certified for my podcast, Stop Giving a Fuck. All right. So uh, you're studying media psychology. How do I have to imagine what do you deal with there? So with media psychology, basically what it is, is first learning a little bit about social psychology, and then we take in social media and I learn all about how social media affects us psychologically. We can become addicted to it. We can start comparing ourselves to other people that we see on it. 
and we can just get stuck in this spiral of, um, you know, some people end up forming eating disorders, some people end up wanting plastic surgery because they see these filters and they see these models that are getting surgery and they feel self-conscious and insecure about themselves because of what they're seeing on social media. So I created my podcast to try to help solve this problem. Right. Um, so when did you start your podcast? I actually started it on my 23rd birthday in April. In April. So it's also one of those Generation COVID podcasts yes. that started in the quarantine. It yeah, is. And <laughs> I've always wanted to do a podcast, um, but this was just the perfect time. Unfortunately, um, I had just lost my job at the time. So, yeah, I was very excited to have a new project to work on. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you did this. This is a very assertive way to, to use this time that we suddenly had on our hands. Mm -hmm. So on the podcast, you deal a lot with uh, how, to, how to use or not to use social media and how it affects us. Um, so, and what, what motivates you to keep going right now? Because I've noticed uh, with the podcast... It is another commitment, and although it is always very exciting, you get into this place when it, it's just another commitment and you need to keep up the routine. Mm -hmm. How, so, what keeps you motivated? I think what keeps me motivated is the purpose and the message that I'm trying to send mm -hmm. out. I think that as long as I can continually, continuously keep lifting people up and trying to get them in a mindset where they are confident with themselves and how they appear and they stop caring about the people that they see on social media and they end this comparison, then at least I feel like I've helped them in some way and that's like my goal. That's my goal with this. Um, I, I also think that because I see it going somewhere, I really hope that my podcast does become big one day, as we all do. Um, I think that consistency yeah. is really key to getting um, to getting a bigger audience and to getting your podcast to be yeah. successful. But yeah, I mean, I can talk about a bunch of different topics within this one realm of like social media affecting our mental health, whether that be diet culture or plastic surgery or dating or you know there's so many different things that I can talk about so I think that um, yeah. I would love to keep that going and I guess that's all what keeps me motivated with this right uh, so I've noticed you started right with what I expected to be the answer like your, your mission your goal with the podcast and I think that's the difference those podcasts that are really goal-driven Rather than just, hey, I just wanted to have a podcast. Mm -hmm. like those podcasts that really have a goal, those are the ones that make it, that survive. Yeah. And that keep going. The people that are just What's like the frequency? Bored. Huh? Yeah, I'm sorry. What's the frequency that you publish your podcast? So I try to do once a week, but mm -hmm. I think that sometimes depending on like I'll have guests that agree to come on to an episode and then last minute they cancel and I'm stuck um, not coming out with an episode for that week. I think that my frequency would be every other week at this rate. 
Um, but I've been trying to get it really on track with posting once a week. I think that this week in America, I should not post um, an episode just because <laughs> of the craziness surrounding this election. And I think that people's right. focus is on that right now. So this week, like, for example, I'm not going to make an episode. But next week, I'll be back on it. Yeah. Yeah, with the election, it's it's crazy right now what's going on there. And, of course, there's also a link to social media, right? Uh, your, your president uh, very has a very famous Twitter account. Yeah. So that definitely goes into this, too. Uh, well... You already mentioned some links to social media, and one that stood out to me was uh, plastic surgery. So uh, why don't we explore this a little bit? What's the link between social media and plastic surgery? So uh, let's take Snapchat, for example. You mm -hmm. can use all of these different filters, and some of them are... Um, they make, your, they make you look like you're wearing makeup. They make your nose look more pushed up. They make your lips poutier. And people see these filters and they're like, wow, I look so much better like this. And more people are finding me attractive because of this filter. And they think, I think it's called Snapchat dysmorphia or filter dysmorphia. And they have this image that the way that they look right now is not acceptable and they want to look like how they do in filters. So that leads to right. people getting plastic surgery and wanting to appear like they do on these filters. Wow. I was not aware of it going that far. But so it, it makes sense because you see people getting plastic surgery for because they want to look like somebody else they saw. So this somebody else now suddenly is themselves with filters. Mm -hmm. And surgeries are always risky, of course. Um, and it's not yes. even with the filters, too. It's also with celebrities that you see. You see people like Kylie Jenner and the Kardashians getting mm -hmm. plastic surgery around their waistline where it, they have that hourglass figure and they think, well, at least females, I believe, think, oh, that's what's attractive right now. They look so good. I want to look like that. And it's, it's really getting to people's heads and it's really making them feel insecure with their natural bodies to the extent that they feel they need to get plastic surgery. And I imagine that a group that's very vulnerable there are teenagers. Oh, I yeah. Suppose. Have you seen the um, Netflix documentary, Social Animals? Uh, not yet, not this one, no. So it, it focuses on high schoolers. And I think mm -hmm. that it's all of this is really affecting high schoolers the most because they're the ones that have been kind of growing up with social media, like your son. Um, and it's, it's crazy because I see girls now... Like when I was 13 years old, for example, I was wearing dresses that were like up to my knees and they were like loose and puffy. And now you see 13 year old girls wearing tight skirts that are like at the middle of their thigh. And it seems like they're just trying to present themselves in a more provocative manner because they think that's what is like hot and they want to come off as like sexually appealing now and this like sense of having to feel 
sexy or whatever at such a young age is kind of scaring me for my kid, my future child's generation. Yeah, it, uh, it's an influence that really goes far. Uh, not just plastic surgery, you mentioned also just in general confidence, right? Um, and I think it's not just about the looks. Uh, social network, they, social media, they also show us supposedly what people have. We see them in those great places and they're always happy if we look at Instagram, for example, right? Mm -hmm. we, we see those people in traveling, they're in great places all around the world. Yeah. Wearing fancy gadgets, having the newest fashion. Also, so like, yeah, this designer is also in items. Image of reality, right? Yes, they, they all have designer products and they yeah they're traveling to crazy places and they're giving people this idea that their lives are boring and that they don't have enough money and they strive to have these things even if they don't have the money for it because they think that it will make them seem better than they feel that's what i like to see that there are also some young people mostly your generation on instagram who want to fight this trend and they publish content to make people aware of this problem that like for every perfect photo there is that shows like highlights of their life, there are 90, 20 photos probably that didn't come out. Or there are also many lowlights that they don't show on social media. Mm -hmm. And this is it's true. very distorting. Um, I think that people tend that, to forget about that. Yeah, I think that people people see others' profiles and they think this is their life, this is real life for these people. But no, people are only posting the highlights of their life and the photos that they think make them look best. And people become so insecure because of this and people compare themselves to other people's highlights as if they don't live a day-to-day -day life like ourselves. And it's really sad and it's it's really hard once you're stuck in this mindset to get out of it. But I'm trying my best to help people get out of it. Yeah, it's really sad to see this, that people, like they only show these highlights on social media and many young people just buy into it, think that's the whole life, uh, which is not. And this can, I think, also cause severe problems like depression, probably. Oh, it, it not only causes depression, but it causes suicidal thoughts. People mm -hmm. become so obsessive over this and they become so insecure because they think that they don't fit the stereotypical look of being sexy or sexually appealing to the opposite or same sex that they start to take it out on themselves. They cause harm. They, they cause body dysmorphia upon themselves, and it can lead to suicidal thoughts, which is the worst possible outcome, but it happens to people now. Yes, and I think we said that it happens especially with young people, but even older ones like my generation, so I'm just in my 40s now, can also happen to us. We're not safe from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that although most the biggest target would be people in high school and just teenagers, young adults. I think yeah. that we tend to forget that it also impacts like people that are older than that as well. It affects people of all ages. When you see people on social media that are your age and they're 
jacked or they have like muscle implants and they're looking like 20 years younger, you can start to take that on yourself too. Yeah. It's just a horrible or they cycle. Show, or they show off their great house with a great garden or a trip or a fancy car and this could probably lead for people to spend money that they don't really have on, on things they don't need. Exactly. Just because... Just because social media makes them think they need it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's another phenomenon which I think is also related to the use of social media and which we also try to make our teenagers learn about, which is the fear of missing out. Uh, you heard about this one? FOMO. FOMO, yes. Oh, I know all about so, it. Why don't, why don't you tell us a little about FOMO? Okay, so as you said, FOMO stands for the fear of missing out. And this can happen when you either are invited or aren't invited to something and you aren't in the attendance of the event that's going on and you see people posting videos of themselves and they just look like they're having the best time, which, once again, they're only posting the highlights of the night they're only posting the highlights but we always think that this is their reality and we start to have this fear we start to have this anxiety and we start to wish that we were there and it it gets kind of taken out on ourselves in a way because we wish that we were somewhere else and maybe we weren't invited and we wish we were or we we weren't and it's a bunch of celebrities but you just wish that you could be living a life like them and you can be at a party like that and you kind of become obsessed with their lifestyle or the party that you missed that you were invited to i think you just mentioned something very important that social media makes us focus on other people's lives rather than our own one so so let me ask you uh what are you doing yourself in order to keep healthy social media habits because I suppose you also are present on all those platforms. Yes, so I I have Facebook, I have Instagram, I have TikTok and a way to make me the question was how do I stay away from this comparison or just yeah, just keep healthy habits, right? Stay aware of what you're seeing, how how you're using it. So I think that the most important thing with all of this is feeling confident about yourself and the way that you perceive yourself because if I perceived myself as someone that wasn't happy with their body image or the way that they looked then I would start to um, use social media in an unhealthy way where I would be stalking the wrong kind of people, the people that I wish that I can look like, and I would end up taking that out on myself. But I am someone who fortunately is very happy with who they are. I'm happy with the way that I appear. And even if I were 10 pounds heavier or 10 pounds lighter, I think that it's really a mindset that you need to get into of just being confident. And if you have that confidence, then you'll start to see that when you look at these other Instagram models and you look at these celebrities that are on social media, you won't be comparing yourselves to them and wishing that you were really like them, but more so like, oh, wow, that's nice that they're doing this. Oh, wow, I can't believe that like they posted that that's so cool that they're there they have this like 
I want it, but I'm not looking at it in a way where I'm taking it out on myself. So I really think that the best thing for anybody that is comparing themselves and wishing that they were like somebody else is to really just get into a good mindset and learn to be confident with yourself. And if you aren't, if you're not confident with how you appear and who you are and your personality and your presentation, then you need to stop following the accounts that you're comparing yourselves to. You need to start um, like adjusting what you're consuming. So let's say I'm someone that is a bit overweight that is looking at models that are stick skinny and I'm comparing myself to them and I end up with an eating disorder because I think that that's the only definition of beautiful and attractive. What I need to start to do, if that were me, was I, I would start to follow more curvy models or people that are confidence coaches that are like heavier. And you have to start adjusting the people that you're being exposed to, that, that you're being shown their um, Instagram so that you can start to protect your own mental health and yeah so that you can really just start to be using social media in a more healthy way so you have to follow you said for example the curvy models uh, this is difficult if you are following a lot of skinny models because of how the algorithm works right because the algorithm will see, hey, this this person likes a lot of skinny models, so let's suggest them more and more content like this. So it, it helps you form this bubble around you where it really looks like everybody is skinny and you don't probably even think about a uh, little more chubby models anymore. You kind of also start to wonder, do these social media platforms want me to be obsessive with this? Do they want mm -hmm. me to feel this way? It kind of has you question that too. Yeah, right. So we, we have to keep this in mind. Everybody, every social media platform, the ultimate goal of them is to keep you browsing through the platform, mm -hmm. to keep you engaged, right? Um, they want, they so want you, you to click. They mm -hmm. want you to swipe. They want you to like. And if they see that what yes. you're swiping and liking on are these skinny models, then they're not going to stop showing them to you. You need to start swiping yeah. and liking and clicking on the people that are going to help exactly. you have a better mindset and a better um, mental state when using social media. Which, which is difficult if you are in that spiral already, that you mm -hmm. yourself notice that you are in this spiral, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to start following and also probably unfollow this not-so-healthy content. Um, but unfollowing is difficult. Have you taken that decision to unfollow? I have. I have. Because I think that some of the things that I see are very unrealistic. Once have you I decided see to that unfollow I, people yet? Well, when I, when I would compare myself to people, when I would see myself getting into that mindset, like, I think that's what beautiful is and I need to have that, I need to take that step of unfollowing because... I would become obsessive over it and I would start to think like, okay, this person has no lower stomach. They, they have no like extra fat on them. So, mm -hmm. so I would start to 
you know, become, become very obsessed with that. And I would think like, I need to drink a lot of water and I need to like work out X amount of hours because I need to look like that. And it's just such a bad habit and bad mindset that it, it takes, I think that's the hardest part, honestly, is getting to that point where you finally unfollow these people that you admire and you think are beautiful. Um, because, but you have to do it for yourself. You have to do it because you want to live your best life. You want to be your best self. And I think that as long as you're able to be aware that these people's photos are edited, these people's photos are photoshopped and that this is just a highlight of their life, then you can continue to follow them. But the hardest part is definitely flipping your mindset and finally unfollowing these people. And yeah, it's like, well, it's like breaking up because something I noticed it's on Facebook, it's even more difficult because it's not called unfollow, it's called unfriend. So it really makes you feel like you're breaking up with somebody. Yeah. Because you're unfriending them. So it's even a more difficult decision. Like the threshold is higher there. It is, it is. And I think that if there's a way where you can, if it is a friend, like let's say it's a friend on Facebook, maybe there's a setting where you can just mute their profile so that it doesn't show up where Mm -hmm. you can still be friends with them. And then once you have a better mindset and you feel like you're in a better place um, with your own self, that you can unmute them and start to see if you'll be able to handle looking at their photos and not having that internal comparison. I know uh, some friends of mine, uh, a brother and sister pair, uh, they did that, they used that option on each other uh, on, on Facebook because they, they love each other, they're brother and sister, but they are, have opposing political views. So they said this, I want to keep my good relationship with my brother, with my sister, and I don't want what they post on Facebook be on the way. So they used that option on each other. It's honestly a very smart idea. Probably a smart move. It's a very smart idea to do that for your own sake because I know people that are very into politics. When they see someone with the opposite political views, when people see other people post on Facebook something that supports the opposite view than theirs, people get heated, they get angry, and they get frustrated, and it starts to become kind of like an obsessive thought where they're just so angry and they want to just get back at this person and tell this person that they're wrong. And this is also a bad thing. So I think that that's very smart that your friends are doing that and they took that step to not be friends with each other on Facebook so they don't have to encounter those feelings. This happens with political views, with religious views, or even things like uh, like sports teams. I've seen this everywhere. So... Um, yeah, maybe a little anecdote for, for my podcast. I started to follow certain hashtags on on uh, Instagram because I wanted to find, well, stories to talk about. One of these hashtags that I followed is the hashtag fake news. And I soon realized that this hashtag is mostly used by very uh, passionate Trump followers by this whole QAnon crew and... On my Instagram, I was getting a lot of very disturbing content. So I just decided to unfollow that hashtag because 
it was bringing me in an unhappy place and it was not worth following it just because occasionally I wanted to find a story that I could talk on my about on my podcast. Maybe we can well start to wrap this up. Yeah, let me let me finish what I was saying. So I mm -hmm. asked my I asked my followers if they would rather be with someone that has different political views than them or like practices a different religion and everyone said that they would rather date someone that ha that's practices a different religion and that's so surprising because I feel like back in the day um, religion was so much more prominent and people were so much um, more anti the other religion and now we see that religious views are slowly kind of declining and people are becoming less and less religious and more strongly opinionated with their political views, especially during an election like this one. And I think that, honestly, what has created this massive polarization could actually be Donald Trump's Twitter and the things that he posts on social media because he tends to talk very badly about the other party and it's getting people all riled up, the people that love him and they worship Donald Trump kind of as if he is a god and they just believe anything that he says. So when he starts to talk down to people of the opposite party, the people that praise him start to believe that and it's led to this huge, huge polarization and division among society and it's horrible for me to hear about people ending friendships and relationships and even arguments with their family over stuff like this instead of just having a conversation where they can sit down and listen to each other's side, listen to each other's opinions and values, and try to see if they can come to some sort of middle ground or just say, okay, I see your opinion, I don't agree with you, um, and I'm going to keep my opinion, but... I'm glad that we were able to discuss this in a very calm manner. Yes, I mean, I really value those friendships that I have or relationships even that uh, we have different religious views or different political views or like a different sports team whatsoever because those discussions with them, they help you also see the other side. It's, it's much more interesting than just those discussions Hey, those stupid fans of the other team, yeah, right. So, um, when, when you always agree, it, it gets really boring. So, mm -hmm. my point of view. That's um, true, too. That's true, too. You need to have, you need to hear opinions that challenge your own, but you need to be able mm -hmm. to rebuttal in a way that's constructive and not destructive. Let me, uh, to wrap this up, um, let me ask you this question. Um, if you think about the future that lies ahead right now, and we're in probably what is really changing times. What is the thing that keeps you most hopeful about, that gives you a more positive mindset? Um, with social media or just in general? As you wish, whatever you would like to talk about. So although I, I try to portray social media in a somewhat negative light, I also see it in a positive light where it's able to bring people together. For those people, for example, who have different political views than those of their family. They're able to use social media to find people that agree with their beliefs and form a sense of community and a sense of, um, like, uh, a sense of inclusion with other people that they may never have even known or, um, yeah, 
it, it, it connects people in a way where we would have never been able to have connected with them without social media. And you're able to keep in touch with people that you can't see often. And although it, it does destroy our mental health in a way, I do really admire the fact that it's able to bring people together and help people that feel alone about a certain subject really feel like they aren't alone anymore and there's people that feel the same way as them. Um, in terms of the future, I really hope that um, generations of the future can start to look at social media in a healthy way and I hope that we can end this comparison. Hopefully my podcast can end this comparison, help people have this great mindset. Maybe there will be a social media setting that can help benefit your mental health instead of um, have it with the algorithm where you're constantly seeing people that deteriorate your self-image and your confidence and um, we'll all be able to just be ourselves and not compare ourselves and understand that what we're seeing on other people's social media isn't their real life. It's not reality, but more so a highlight reel. And they'll be able to understand that and, and really process it in a healthy way where they're able to follow the people that they want to follow. And they won't be affected by what they post. They won't have FOMO and they won't have body dysmorphia. And they'll be able to really just use social media for all of its positives and not negatives. Uh, that's a really good closing statement. And, and you said it, we can connect uh, with people in, in different ways. Look, look at us right now. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So this would not, not be possible without social media. So uh, assuming that your social media accounts are good examples to follow and not to unfollow, uh, how can my listeners, how can people find you on social media? So I have an Instagram account. My podcast Instagram account is at stop, S-T-O-P-G-I-V-I-N-G-A-F-C-K, because we're not cursing in that. Um, right. And uh, my personal is Jillian Gotthelf, G-O-T-H-E-L-F. I also have a Facebook page for the podcast, and you can find my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other podcasting platforms that you listen to podcasts on. And that is Stop Giving a Fuck with a star for the U. Yes, I've, I've listened to a few episodes, and it's definitely good content, definitely something I recommend to my listeners that they should also Thank check you. it out. Thank and you. And thank you for having so me on here. I hope everyone's been able to learn something. Hope that they... I definitely have. I'm glad. I'm glad. And I hope that your thank son is using social media in a healthy way. In a healthy way, yeah. Yeah, just to give context to the listeners, we were, when we were prepping for the episode, we were talking about this, uh, that schools here now are kind of uh, forcing the young teenagers to have a Facebook account because teachers want to get in touch with the students through through Facebook to manage their groups there instead of using other platforms. But I think it's good advice for any parents, like um, you, you as parents, you have to be the first contacts that your kids accept on Facebook and that you need to know their password. That's super important. Mm -hmm. 
you need to have access to their accounts. I also think that for for people that are your son's age, which is 12 years old, I think that it's important yeah. to kind of monitor their social media intake or maybe say when they get home from school from the hours of 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., they can be on social media, but after that they need to mm -hmm. close the phones, they need to get away from that because if they don't, they're going to become addicted most likely. So do, uh, do you keep a schedule for social media? So on the iPhone, there is something that says the average screen time for the week. And mm -hmm. I just try to keep my screen time to um, around three hours a day. I think that with my FaceTiming right. and my social media posting for the podcast and my email usage and all of that good stuff, I, I try to be on my phone a healthy amount where it's not a problem and I'm able to use it without feeling like it's taken over my day. Right. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I try to not look at the phone the first thing in the morning or before going to sleep. And with the news right now, as there's so much negativity, I try to keep uh, my, my news schedule to once per day. So just look at the news once per day. And this has really helped. It has changed mm -hmm. a lot. And also, I'm going right. to just add that uh -huh. I've been meeting people recently who have told me that they have been off of Instagram for two months. And um, like my cousin, for example, she deleted Instagram for a month because she found herself uh, heading into this spiral of obsession. And she wanted that to end. She realized that it was consuming up too much of her day. So she stopped using the app and she deleted it. And same with those other people that I was talking about before. And every single person that I have spoken to who's deleted Instagram for an extended period of time has said that they are so much happier without it. They don't care about if people know of their existence, if people know what they're doing, because they're living their own lives, and that's what matters most, is that you're enjoying yourself yeah. and you're enjoying your company, and it doesn't really matter what other people think as long as you're happy. Yeah, there's definitely this tendency of oversharing just with the goal to like grow accounts or, and people sharing everything, posting 70, 80 stories per day. That's, I think we should do quality over quantity. A hundred percent. I can just recommend this uh, and to anyone, just try one week without your cell phone. Totally. I've tried it on a vacation that I went on a beach vacation and I didn't even use my cell phone. Wow. It was the best vacation ever because you really had time to enjoy the moment. And uh, it, it's like a detox, right? Just, it is. Just try a few days. It's or, like, or just try with one day at first. It's like you're going um, cold turkey from an addiction. And it's, it's mm -hmm. so true because you really are at the end of the day. Social media is addicting. So to be able to hold off on that and to not use it for an extended period of time, you feel the same exact kind of withdrawals that you do when you stop smoking cigarettes or you just go cold turkey blocking out an addiction for an extended period of time. It's funny. But once you get over that hump, you'll know yes. that you've made it and that you are doing amazing. Yes, it is like a drug, really. 
Well, I'm glad that we stretched this out a little bit. Me too. But, me um, too. I can talk about this stuff forever. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. We could have a follow-up probably. Hmm? With a more specific topic, we maybe we could have a follow-up episode. Definitely, with definitely. With a more specific topic, also. Yeah, but for now, um, so it's interesting time coming. Uh, definitely, let's see what's happening in the next days without getting too obsessed. Please, um, yeah, please. Um, yes. Whoever wins or whoever loses, everyone will be able to move on with their lives and be okay and focus on themselves and intake media that's good for them and really be able to live a mentally healthy life and lifestyle. Definitely, and that's the most important. Mental health is very important. So I'm going to share all the information how people can find you in my show notes and obviously encouraging my listeners to also check out especially your podcast. It's absolutely worth it. Thank you so much for having me. This has been such a great talk. I mean, I love talking about this stuff. I hope that I can have helped yes. at least one of your listeners today. And um, we would both love to hear your guys' feedback. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so write to us. What are your healthy social media habits? Uh, what are the traps that you notice you're falling in? Mm -hmm. Any comment is welcome. Yes. Yes, All right, 100%. Jill. So, now I would say it's time to enjoy the weekend. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend, too. But we'll stay in touch. Yes, definitely. Bye. Thanks a lot to Jill for taking the time and having this conversation. There's definitely some affinity between the contents of our podcasts. And remember the election we were talking about that just happened? Now we do know how it turned out. And knowing how to judge information that you see on social media, even the one that your beloved friends and family might be sharing, is absolutely crucial. I myself have just blocked a friend for 30 days who was trying to spread the same disturbing narrative that the fake news hashtag is all about. It was not an easy decision because we are talking about a friend, but I decided that for the next month, I do not want this person to ruin my day with their conspiracy mongering. Am I creating a social media bubble by blocking them like this? Sure, but I'm aware of it. And I also need to watch out for my own mental health. And I took a look at the content this person provides as quote-unquote evidence for these hypotheses that perfectly fit into their own narrative. And what can I say? The only evidence are YouTube videos of well-known conspiracy theorists. So in order to not lose a friendship, remember we have this option of filtering such disturbing content out, or even the option of reporting it to the platform if you are willing to do so. Dear Rabbits, this is all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for taking your time and listening. You can find my podcast on Instagram at Where Did the Rabbit Go? Over there, you can also participate in future trivia games. And you can find me on TikTok as teacher underscore Marco. And please take a look at the show notes where you can find Jill's Instagram pages and her podcast. And give her a listen as well. It's definitely worth the time. Communicate with us. Drop us a note and let us know what are your good 
and maybe not so good social media habits. If you like the show and you want to support me, there are very easy and painless ways to do so. You can rate and review the show. That would make it easier for other people to find the podcast as well. And please, subscribe to the show and share it with the people you think might enjoy it. Communicate with me using the hashtag where did the rabbit go. Stay safe and stay curious. Until next Thursday, I'm Marco and this has been Where Did the Rabbit Go? Where Did the Rabbit Go?